0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. The global meat sector will be valued at $1.5 trillion by the year 2022. If a new niche industry like cell-cultured meat could carve out just 5% of that market, that would represent a $75 billion industry and a major disruption to the current market. That means that alternative meat could be a huge industry. That is what major investors are counting on. They have made significant progress on reducing the cost of meat. In 2013, it cost $1.2 million per pound. Today it is below $50 per pound, and it is expected to drop to $10 per pound by next year. This is still a premium, but it gets the cost down to the point where the average consumer could afford it. In 2015, there were no cell-cultured meat startups. Now there are over 30. They would like to paint the picture that they are the underdog in a battle of David versus Goliath, but that would be misleading. Companies like Beyond Meat quickly found their way to Wall Street, raising billions. Beyond Meat IPO'd last year at $25 a share and is currently trading at $128 per share. So it has been a great investment so far, and ultimately, that is what this is all about, money. The biggest divide between traditional and cell-cultured meat still remains the taste. By and all, cell-cultured meat still tastes bad, unless you like to eat rubber. But this divide will shrink over time. At some point, the companies behind cell-cultured meat we will have products that taste exactly like conventional meat. The texture will be on point, too. So if the taste and the price will virtually be the same, what will be left to differentiate the products? It will all come down to marketing. They will have to create shiny new toys for consumers. Alternative meat will have to tell a story that convinces consumers why their product is better. In doing so, they usually end up making false or misleading statements, attempting to denigrate the traditional industry. Most consumers still strongly believe that meat should and does come from animals. Alternative meat activists know this, which is why they are eager to use tricky marketing tools to fool consumers. The first mistake created by cell-cultured meat activists was by referring to their product as clean meat. Of course, this strongly implied that meat derived from livestock was in some way dirty. It is inherently judgmental and looks to imply that traditional livestock production is somehow dirty or bad for us. Activists seemed surprised that cattle producers took offense at this accusation. Therefore, livestock producers began referring to alternative meat as fake meat. Big food companies have always masked their products under the guise of health, progress, and innovation. History provides us many examples of how companies use marketing to influence unsuspecting consumers. Coca-Cola was once marketed as a health tonic. Candy bars give us power and energy. Snickers, after all, really satisfies. To be clear, the introduction of new foods is a central part of American innovation and capitalism. It is to be encouraged. The downside is that the cell-cultured meat industry looks to disparage and discredit small, family-made, all-natural products in order to gain market share. It is unlikely both livestock producers and cell-cultured meat will see eye-to-eye. Activists view livestock production in any form as unethical. They cannot or will not ever get over the fact that livestock is eventually slaughtered in high numbers. They believe they are on a righteous crusade to right the world of wrongs. I've read where they compare themselves to great innovators like Henry Ford as if they have discovered the cure for cancer. Activists love to bring up a U.N. report stating that agriculture is responsible for 14% of greenhouse gas emissions, primarily from farting cows. Despite what they would like you to think, not all scientists agree on this. I would point out that the number of cattle in production has actually fallen dramatically since the 1980s, but those facts don't fit their narrative. I have also found it extremely amusing how the COVID-19 pandemic demonstrated the impact, or I should say lack of impact, U.S. agriculture has on global methane emissions. Atmospheric scientists were stunned at how quickly pollution dissipated across the planet in major urban areas as activity came to screeching halt. Within a few weeks, you could learn far more from your own eyes than you could from a UN report. We could see the cleaner air from outer space over cities like New York, London, and Beijing. It confirmed what we already knew, that the real culprit was the overpopulated cities due to congested traffic and lack of green space. In other words, the very activists hurling accusations at the agriculture industry were guilty of contributing far more to climate change. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.